Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast, our show where we review the latest in TV and movies and live react to TV and movie trailers. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes and I'm joined by the big daddy himself, Greg Miller. Hello. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. What's up, dude? The producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Hey, now. And the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Great afternoon, everybody. Great morning. Great morning to you all as well. Of course, today we're talking about the finale of Peacemaker, but we have a whole bunch of other great reviews live right now, including our Uncharted movie review. You can get it the same place you can get this show, and that is youtube.com slash kindoffunny or roosterteeth.com. You can also get it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to write into the show, if you wanted to get the show ad-free, and if you wanted to watch it live as it's being recorded, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Molecule, and at James Davis makes have done. We appreciate you all so very much. And because of your support on Patreon, you're not going to have to hear our ads later for Upstart and Green Chef, but everyone else, you're going to have to. And we're going to get to all that later because I want to get right into it. We've been loving this show. Did it stick the landing? Greg Miller, I want to start with you. Tim? They stuck the fucking landing. Are you kidding me? What an episode of Peacemaker. What a season of Peacemaker. Just incredible. And if I can, of course, ladies and gentlemen, where I'd like to start as always, Greg Miller, I've been doing this a long time. I would like to tell everyone who tried to talk shit to eat shit. Mm Because if you remember, ladies and gentlemen, there's one thing I know. Well, hold on. Andy, Kevin, Tim, Nick. There's one thing the four of you know. Yeah. DC EU fans like myself are insufferable. And recently I tweeted out about how, oh my God, this is the best thing the DCEU's ever go- done. I'm so, I can't believe it. Obviously, I used, they announced a Peacemaker show is not what I wanted. I wasn't think, expecting to, lo- and here it is, the best thing. And a number of my brethren pushed up their glasses, adjusted their pocket protectors, and tried to come, well, actually, this isn't the DCEU because of such stuff. Fuck you. Look who shows up at the end of the Justice League, yeah. you stupid yeah. fucks. Get out of here. This show was incredible. This episode was incredible. Tim, I, I, I can just, I mean, it, it was it was incredible. Five out of five. I know we're going to go into spoilers later on all the different things that happened. Five out of five. Amazing. This is an amazing series, an amazing episode. I'm so happy with it. I can't wait for a season two. Nick Scarpino, I see you chopping at the bit. What'd you think? Yeah, I really enjoyed this. I thought, I thought sticking the landing i like last week we talked about it, i was like they've already stuck the landing in my all they need to do is 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 park the plane basically mm-hmm. uh at the gate <laughs> and that's exactly what they did there was this the, the the episode itself was missing a couple dramatic dramatic beats that i think they could have had like i think there could have been a little bit more toward the end there he just sort of walks in and it doesn't seem like there's too much more for him to overcome once he gets downstairs but i like a little bit of the twists that they did and then as we're walking away, I was like, I'm I'm totally and completely happy with this episode. I think it was really good. I don't think it was the strongest episode we've had so far. And then the camera cuts to the opposite of what they're looking at. And the fucking Justice League is there. And he's like, you're late, dicks. 
<laughs> then they have they actually got Jason Wait, are we Momoa. Going full spoilers or? Oh, sorry. Yeah, the, yeah. We're, we're, okay. we're full spoilers. Got it, guys. They sure. actually got Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller to to do a couple like punch in lines. Incurs. So good. And that was great. And I'm like, that's what this show is. This show, the strength of this show is that they really, 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 like Kevin and I were talking before this started, and Kevin was like, you know, they really gave James Gunn kind of carte blanche on all this. And you can tell he got, he he wanted this, and this is what this needed. And it's perfect. Anything can happen in this show. And that's what a lot of these TV shows are missing for me, right? They feel very constrained. They feel very like, you know, Kevin and I were saying like, um, the MCU shows feel like they really have to fit into this format and fit with everything else. This one's just bonkers. This is like anything can happen. They could have had Batman come in at the end and have a cup of coffee with Peacemaker, and it might it would have made sense. And that's super fun. It's very creative. And and this I I just I want them to make a season two of this show. Well, you're getting it. They just Good. announced it yesterday. Season Good. two of Peacemaker is officially happening. Andy Cortez, what do you think? Well, I hadn't been on the last two episodes of this show. So I had some catching up to do. I got some explaining to do, Lucy. It's a, I yeah, love Lucy. Yeah, I love reference. Lucy reference. Everybody, great reference. Nick at night. Nick at night. Did you watch? Did you? Did you guys watch the uh, the uh, the Nicole Kidman uh, guy from uh, that one? Uh, you know, Which Roman? Yeah. No, no, no. They did a movie about I Love Lucy over <laughs> yeah. a break. It was boring, on Amazon. Right? I loved it? it. I loved I was, it. I was, I was like, give me a series of this. Are you kidding no, me right I now? Like 10 Nicole Kidman can like, do no bored. wrong. You know what I mean? Come on. When are we doing Nicole Kidman in review, Tim? Stop being a coward. Nicole Kidman, five out of five. Amazing. We have to We have to also watch the intro at AMC Theaters when she was. <laughs> 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 Remember how long um, Australia was? <laughs> was a long movie. The, uh, the last two episodes, including this one, I think totally amped up the show in a way that made me overall really enjoy the show. Uh, I still am not laughing 100%, and that's been that's not been the case for a lot of the other James Gunn movies. I still have my complaints there where it's just like, ah, we didn't, it's, we've done this sort of kind of uh, comedy bit before, and it's like kind of getting worse now. Um, but I think the show uh, succeeds overall in making it, in making the story exciting and giving you twists and turns you weren't expecting. And legitimately that justice league moment is the hardest I ever laughed at this show that made it all worth it. That moment was like so fucking perfect. And I'm so glad that they actually went through with it. Um, again, I just really enjoyed the, I enjoyed what the story was doing. I enjoyed a lot of what was happening with the, the this race of butterflies and, uh, or butter. Yeah. Butterflies. Yeah, butterflies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, I just really dug how weird it was, uh, and to see the end, to see old pappy racist white dragon guy still be there, uh, in his sort of head, you know, as a figment mm-hmm. of, of his imagination. I wonder how that's going to impact season two. <laughs> I wonder if that's going to be a recurring theme. It's probably going to be. And I don't know. I just, I, from the first several episodes to these last three, I just think it like it my enjoyment levels were just constantly uh, on the rise. So I had a blast with this show. Kevin Koala. Uh I mean, I love it. I, I think that it's one of the best. I mean, I think it certainly might be the best superhero show that we've gotten. And like, I think that it's very closely like it's, it's that or Watchmen and Watchmen is a drama. So mm. I feel like they're, they, they're different, but what is one similarity that they share is they're both on, they're both from like HBO or they're both DC shows, and I was like I was t- saying to Nick, I, like I I'm 
I worry that MCU will never get to this level because it just seems like because DCU sucks so hard, they can do whatever they want. Um, they they give their creators a lot of freedom to really do something special mm-hmm. and have as much fun. Like the the violence is so over the top, but like that fits the comedy and the characters that we see. Oh, there he goes. And he it goes. makes it so it's fine. Let him walk off. Let him walk Let off. Him walk he needs off. to breathe. He needs to breathe. <laughs> like the fact that this ends and we have that cameo at the end, like that made. I feel like that strengthened the whole series in in a sense of uh, continuity that like was before just alluded at. It sucks that they just won't give. Uh, what is it, Cavill? Yeah, that's right. The Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, yeah, Henry Cavill. a Henry shot. Cavill. They won't give him a shot. They they had to have Superman in, in the fucking shadow. They couldn't just have Henry come in to do one shot. Well, they didn't have Gal either. Gal was also in the shadow, right? I well, mean, yeah, but I mean, she's like thing. she's amazing. Come on. Like, Gal's doing other stuff. Okay, Henry's first just off, sitting right, at home putting off, together another I'll computer. I'll, eat, I'll sit here and I'll eat all the shit I deserve for the DCEU. You know that. You know that I'll take it. You know eat that I'm shit, with you. Greg, but we're not going to talk shit about Henry Cavill not being amazing. All right? Well, all I'm saying is he's not doing as Gal much. Gal making much. another fucking whatever shitty Netflix film. <laughs> Henry Cavill's making another great Netflix show. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm there to be Henry Netflix. Cavill right now. <laughs> no, but like that moment, like, I mean, that that was such a huge moment. For me, where where like that elevates this show to to a level that the majority of these shows that are on streaming platforms will never hit, you know, where it's like, I don't know if we're going to see moments like that in any of the MCU shows where we have like the big seven, essentially, right, popping up on on a smaller show. And I'm so, so happy they did it. Um, I'm blown away by how much I enjoyed the show. Again, coming into it, I never thought I was going to enjoy it nearly as, like, every single week I was so excited. And, and we had screeners of it, so we had access to this whole show, and it was so difficult not to just binge oh, watch. Yeah, just oh, dude, that, I mean, that was that the thing. Yeah. They totally left us hanging. They didn't give us the finale because they didn't want people to leak stuff. So we had watched all of Seven, yeah, like, what, last Monday, for last mm-hmm. Monday. And so Two then to sit ago. for, yeah, more than a week waiting, I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I am in line with everybody. I give the season a five out of five, and I honestly give every episode of this a five out of five where I've had a blast the entire way through. I think that the show did such a good thing about focusing on James Gunn's strengths that aren't just comedy, aren't just horror, aren't just character. It's all of them combined, and the balance between them all, I think we have never seen quite this well-balanced, and I think that that is true from beginning to end, and the way that they ended it, like Nick was saying, like, it was really on them. They had the landing stuck already, but what were they going to do with this? And they really did something special. Like, not just the Justice League cameo, but what they did with the Justice League cameo. Like, having Jason Momoa saying, fuck you uh, yeah, to Barry so is, fuck like, Barry. so great. And, like, that, again, that <laughs> it grounds the the universe in this new world. It almost feels like James Gunn's kind of stealing back the, the DCEU and kind of, like, being like, Let you know what? It. it can be something different. Um, and he's been doing that since episode one with the little making a thing canon every episode all of that like with that this might, episode might, man yeah uh green arrow right like them yeah. talking about green arrow this is like that they're talking about a green arrow in the dce like, convention with a four inch asshole jesus christ I, I love that he was like no that's the one thing that's true like yeah. that's I've, I've heard that as well <laughs> everything else is full of shit but like i've heard that one too 
I mean, I would have never, never thought that we would see our Aquaman respond to the to John Cena saying that yeah. he fucks fish, right? But yeah. he did, and it felt like it was believable in the the world that they're right. in, where it's not to, like this to, weird thing. But he it's responded okay. to Flash also, yeah, like Ezra yeah. Miller, like that's like who made the same joke, and it was just like something about that feels like I don't know that any other. Like, like, I don't think the MCU is going to have a cameo like that. I hope they do. I hope they have a show where, you know, we see, I don't know, old man Captain America come out, you know? I, I, I think what was more, uh, I guess, enjoyable about it, Tim, is that I initially just thought, you know, they're going to keep him in black silhouette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. And then I thought, oh, are they just going to, similar to how we saw Sandman uh, and Lizard in <laughs> Spider-Man, like, and, and but it was just old footage. I thought maybe they're just gonna take old green screen footage and kind of insert them here to kind of make them look like they're there. Because when they but, pass, when they do the first thing, it was it, obviously the silhouettes, and then when they walk by him, I was like, oh, that looks like Momoa. They did a good job getting yeah, a body right. double for that or whatever. Yeah. Well, well, when they walk by him, I was like, oh, they're just getting footage. That yeah, that was footage, my yeah. thought. They're just taking footage from the old movies and just kind of inserting mm-hmm. it here, and then just the perfect payoff. Um, that's gonna be a. That's one of the best moments I think in any comic book hero TV show. I, I legitimately, that's like that was such a great moment, and it all kind of was worth it in the end of all the jokes that we heard along the way. It's like finally it's here, you know. And that's yeah. one of the things I want to compliment him on is that obviously we're talking about this moment because it was unexpected and it was great and it wasn't spoiled and yada yada yada. That's great and it's such a huge payoff, right? But I think on the opposite end of the scale, right? Like when die beard has to explain die beard oh, yeah, right as sad. an alien to the alien i was, was like so oh my powerful. god i can't believe they're paying off on this joke yeah. that's been the running joke right like and, that is awesome and that's really what i love most about the show is the justice league cameo is really cool but i feel like it was just the cherry on top of things i yep. feel like the james gunn did such a good job with that cherry of even showing that cherry the more respect and trying to uh elevate it a little bit like i was even more impressed by the amanda waller uh actual cameo at the end with what that meant storyline wise like exposing task force as x that is such a interesting place for the dceu to be put right now especially after the suicide squad movie and like that feels like real consequence to the universe and to what we're going to see in the upcoming films or TV shows or whatever it is. But uh, this episode really tied up all the storylines. Every single character, we've said it week after week, but they did such a good job of making us care about this team that we all kind of actively didn't want to care for. Like, I feel like we went in not wanting to, not just like Peacemaker, but the people around him. It's just like, we don't give a fuck about Harcourt. And here we are here. I'm hoping, praying that she's not dead. And it's like, that's really, really, really good television. My one, my one negative to the thing is I thought it was cheap that nobody died. That vigilante went down and then hardcore went down because no. it was the when the vigilante these went, joke was hilarious though because you what, see him get like, shot and go man. down yeah. and then after oh, everything's done he just walks way. back in frame and he's like, yeah, I'll just walk it off. I'll just walk it off. Shot. Yeah. You're shot. You need to be uh, checked I mean, in. And he's like, nah, 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 I'll be fine. I'll it was that thing where I, I can't like again the game, the, the game, the show does such a great job of. Uh, making me care about the characters in a way I don't expect that I didn't even know that I cared about them or if that right. makes sense, right? So when Vigilante went down, I was like, oh my God, no. And then when Hardcore went down, I was coughing up blood and stuff. I was like, okay, that is, I can't believe I'm not sitting here being like, I'm going to miss her. I wish she would be back. Yeah. And even to the point of like, not to the getting uh, 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 teased with a death, but like when John uh, Diebeard is going down the stairs, like I felt that tension. And mm-hmm. I was like, I, if, yeah. again, you, we watch Suicide Squad and you tell me I'm going to care so much about this guy and like that I'm going to be like, oh, God, I hope he gets out of this alive. Holy shit. I got the joke that uh, got me the most. And this one was he was like, what do you think you're doing? Why are you going in there? He goes, 
because of this bag? Yeah. Okay. How the fuck does that work? It's like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, for me, one of the biggest things that like, I felt really relieved that like they didn't do this is that we didn't get the Eagly like fake out. Like at no point in this episode was Eagly like almost dead. I know that we, we got like, I I didn't feel like, like he was going to die in the last episode when he gets punched. I like it was serious, but at no point did I think, oh, he's gonna die. I just feel like that would have been a really easy moment to like get everyone by the feelings. And instead they were just like, oh, Eagly has a joke in this one. <laughs> he can only understand so much. And he just drops the hat in the wrong place. And that was awesome. Yeah, that I love that. So funny. So funny. But I'm just happy that we didn't get a fake out with him. I'm fine with the other fake outs of like everyone else getting shot and nearly dying. That's fine. I do like I I do think one of the strengths of the show is obviously when I mean, we talked about that we've been talking about the characters, but I was kind of taken aback by the genuine moment that he had with Goff at the mm. end. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. when she was like, "Hey, stop! Like, let's talk about this for a second. Like, I spent time with you. You fed me. You cared for me. I actually legitimately think that you could help us, and like, you're a, the kind of like a good person." And then he. When he shot, when he shoots the detective in the chest instead of the head, I was like, oh, he doesn't want to kill Goff. Mm-hmm. And then Goff comes out. I was like, oh, no, Goff's going to, like, attack him. But then, no, we get the payoff of Goff just kind of coming in. Like, there's nothing else for them to do, right? Yeah. The food source is going to dry up eventually. So Goff just goes and hangs out with him on his porch with Eakley. Because what else are you going to do, right? They're kind of yeah. like homies. And I was like, that actually kind of is endearing in a weird way. Yeah, well, dude, absolutely. I mean, that's what I think makes it special is like, it's James Gunn, like going back to his strengths. Like the character isn't just like, oh, characters that are endearing that we like. It's like, th- he's actually trying to say something with the show. And I feel mm-hmm. like they really, he stuck the landing on his message of what he's mm-hmm. trying to get across, which is all this shit's very complicated. And like the, that whole speech that she gives about the the minor inconveniences and all that. And then for yeah. Peacemaker to make the choice he does and then explain it later to Harcourt in the, or Adebayo in the hospital. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. man, like the, James Gunn has been through some shit and he is like getting it out through this show. And I think that he, he learned from stuff and he's trying to teach others. And I think that that is like such a a strength that we don't always get in some of these shows. Like even some of the best superhero shows we've had, like the boys um, that's incredible. I do think uh, most of its strengths are just kind of how out there it can be. Mm -hmm. And like how, how kind of like over the top and they just commit to that. Whereas like, this is over the top and commits to that Mm -hmm. in both comedy and violence Mm -hmm. and all of it, but it really is trying to say something. And I think that they, they said it well. Yeah. I mean, I think, I I, I think, go ahead, Kev. Oh, I was going to say, this show is a character study on Peacemaker and his growth from like trying to like, it's funny because like the whole time Peacemaker's story, it like his own internal monologue of what he is is the same, but like, it's him bettering himself as a person and it's just so well done. Yeah. I think, I think the the apt comparison Tim was, is absolutely to the boys, right? I think they're both sort of meta commentaries on the superhero genre, but where the boys sort of deconstructs it and twists it, this one is more about the redemption of like what these, these one-off sort of like not, not, I guess one dimensional characters that you would look at and, and Peacemaker is such a perfect like starting point for that. The fact that, like let's just look at where we've come from right james gunn gets a second shot a second shot or rather a first shot at remaking suicide squad because there's a lot of second shots happening that are first you only get one shot twice exactly uh so a year ago they announced that we're all excited right they announced the cast we're we're excited are we excited yeah, I put James Gunn doing Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. It's going to be at least interesting to watch. I, right? I think sure we're, be... we're trepidatious. 
Well, we no were cautious, way. Cautiously it sounded optimistic. like a slam dunk. Oh, so, yeah, for me, it was just like, this is James Gunn. Like, right, it's going to be fun regardless. But my point is, you see John Cena pop up in this, and you go, oh, that's going to be a fun side character, right? And I don't, th- I, think, I don't think any of us were thinking, man, we're in this for the long haul with John Cena's interpretation of Peacemaker. Now. And here I am starting this episode off with, give us a second season of Peacemaker, you cowards. And, of course, they relent to me, as everyone before, does. Everyone bends the knee to Nick. <laughs> before I get to you, Andy, <laughs> let me tell you about our sponsors. Green Chef is the greenest way to get your greens. It's the most sustainable meal kit out there, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Their pre-portioned ingredients mean you reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to boring old grocery shopping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with options for every lifestyle like keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. I'm Greg Miller, and I use Green Chef. They just sent me a box the other day. We had these... uh, 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 these uh, uh, Greek pitas, they were delicious. You cut them in half, then you put all the delicious stuff in there, came in a brown bag, you open up the brown bag, take out all these other brown bags, then you recycle it all, then you eat this delicious food. It's great, why wouldn't you do this? Go to greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and use the code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. Think of all the things you could do and all the places you could go if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt. Upstart helps make those dreams a reality by helping you pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for your loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Andy Cortez. I would be really interested to hear those conversations behind closed doors where HBO Max approaches James Gunn and says, all right, we really need something to bring people into our ecosystem. We want Mm -hmm. people to pay for our service. What can you do? What do we want? You know, whatever you want to do, we want you to direct a TV show. Mm -hmm. And like, what were his other choices besides Peacemaker? Because you made a great point, Nick. Like, that's not what happened, right? Yeah, it was the other way. He pitched HBO. And that, that's and and I would love to hear, like, the reasoning for that, because I feel like James Gunn is so talented and he could theoretically do this treatment with really any character he wanted. Right. But yeah. why Peacemaker? I think that's the thing that, like, interests me so much. Obviously, he's very familiar with the character's backstory and he's very familiar with the history of a lot of these uh, comic book characters. But I just I love that, again, he was able to make a side character worth watching in a way that I still struggle with a lot of um, things that the Star Wars universe is doing with their Mm. TV uh, offerings where it's gotten definitely gotten to the point where it's like the, the internet joke now is, Oh great. We're going to get an eight episode run about this fucking robot trash can that was on Tatooine. Like 
Mm-hmm. That's I genuinely hope we don't get to the point like that with uh, to where I'm feeling that way with DC or whatever Marvel is doing. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I would just I, I would love to sort of hear his thought process of like why Peacemaker, you know? Well, I think it's I think I, I mean I can tell you probably from from you know his perspective, I think he really enjoys writing characters that are flawed and starting off at a really low point or or a place that's because that's interesting, right? It's one of the redemption, things that like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I watched. I, I mean, I've only watched the first episode of the book of Boba Fett, but one of the things that struck me is is sort of a little bit off was that Boba Fett just sort of feels like a good character, like a good guy, and that I think would have been a lot more interesting to me if we'd have started Boba Fett off slightly closer to where Peacemaker was, where he's just this deplorable character with very, very little few redeeming qualities. And then through the show, he kind of learns something different. Uh, Greg from kind of funny. I'm going to take you to digitalspy.com where Dan Seddon has an article up from August that says Suicide Squad boss James Gunn explains why Peacemaker was chosen as the first spinoff. I'm going to jump right to the quotes. Uh, These are from James, obviously. Number one, I really got along with John Cena. We became really good friends. He's a funny guy, and I thought it would be fun to continue working with him. I also think that there's a lot of characters we saw in the Suicide Squad. We saw big changes in them. Ratcatcher 2 changed a lot. Bloodsport changed a lot. Polka Dot Man changed a lot. Peacemaker kind of remained the unrepentant SOB that he was at the beginning of the movie. And I knew that there was a lot there was a lot deeper to go with the character. John and I had talked about where the character came from, who he was, and who his father was, and all these different kinds of things that we didn't get to see in the movie. So I knew there was a more story there to explore. Uh, from the how why to go to tv i do think that the tv format it brings a lot more freedom that film doesn't film is so short you have to keep the plot going from scene to scene in the peacemaker show we were able to take a lot of risks a lot of chances explore dramatic elements that we aren't able to do in a movie explore comedy in a way that we aren't and have incredibly long incredibly high octane action sequences that take place in every single episode it really just is everything i love comedy drama action all in one tv series and that doesn't that doesn't take itself too seriously but in other ways takes itself very in other ways takes itself very seriously yeah what i appreciate too about james gunn is it kind of felt like he put himself in a position where he has to play on hard mode where when you think about where peacemaker ended in suicide squad like james gunn decided to do that right like he wrote hard he's the one that wrote that (laughs) and it's like he i remember us watching the suicide squad and being like yeah we gotta have a peacemaker show in just a couple months like remember Mm -hmm. suicide squad came out six months ago right like that's that's Mm -hmm. crazy that we got that and then this follow-up sequel show that is such a direct continuation so soon where we last saw the title character being a a straight up just bad guy and like murdering our hero of the the movie and for him to start there and then redeem it and have it feel valid i think is such an incredible feat but like it's a decision he made like he chose to do that where he could have just had uh john cena peacemaker kind of be one of the good guys at yeah. the end of it, right? Be it more on the, the rat been, catcher side of things. Right. It could have been Peacemaker. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Rick Flair? Rick, not Rick Flair. Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Uh, <laughs> it could have been Rick, Rick Flag. Flair's Wing, in the Suicide right? Squad. Like, the easier way to do it would Rick Flag one. He be, he kills Peacemaker because Peacemaker is the bad guy. And then we write the Rick Flag show. But that's not fun. Who wants to see that? I mean, to your point, Tim, yeah, it's, it's way more fun to, to watch a good writer and a good crew dig themselves out of a hole than it is to start a character that's a good a relatively good guy and just had throw some conflict into that person's life yeah and i also think they did a really good job with the uh, butterflies overall where from element or uh, introducing such a weird element early on with the butterflies is like cool these little bugs are the bad guys and then they they clearly are like there's some conspiracies going on but the way that they played it where it's like oh shit this person's a butterfly and that person's a butterfly mm-hmm. and they knew but they didn't know like 
it was such a good rise of escalation to get to okay the reveal of the cow and the reveal of what the actual plot was i just love that it all kind of fed into itself and when we get the scene of them suited up badass walking out to the theme song oh my just god like, that man this is just so well crafted this is so excellent so hype the choreography is fun and again that whole scene was ridiculously over the top seeing that dude get sonic boomed like the body gore the oh, amount man. of blood the amount of just ridiculousness the luigi side b torpedo <laughs> that out of bio does oh it's like oh, right. so Th- that's so something funny. that I, I wish we had more of i, I think the, that final action sequence was fantastic the like having that wow moment that i don't i'm not sure if i felt a lot throughout the rest of the series but when his shield is flying in the air and he shoots it to hit the dude in the head like i was like fuck that is good like i need more choreography like that because they they absolutely nailed that sequence even vigilante getting shot and being like oh fuck and then just like turning around and just doing a one shot and then hitting the ground like uh, well, all of that sequence running was and, so well thought out. They run, in the very beginning, when they're running and shooting to all stuff, and even Vigilante's shooting, but then he like beheads the dude, and the, mm-hmm. that was like when I was like, "Oh fuck!" And like we went, and the music's so good. Holy shit! Was yeah, fun. yeah. They, I, they I absolutely love, crushed it. I loved all that part. The one thing I wish I, I think that I found really interesting about the episode that I wish they had introduced slightly earlier was that it kind of came out of nowhere. Where Goff's like, "Hey, we're 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 trying to save the world. And I'm like, well, that feels, I mean, I understand and I believe them. And I feel that he was conflicted in that moment, but I wish they had set that up a little bit more because as a viewer, I was like, there's no way he's going to side with us first. He's going to shoot her in the head. Of course. I thought, I mean, for a second, I mean, well, we know peacemaker is going to be the goodish guy. Like I knew he wouldn't, but I did think they made a compelling case. And I did think Goff's reasoning made sense. And it was, I I thought, I thought it was interesting too, to use, right. Be very clear. We made a vow, and then it flashes back to Peacemaker making his vow. And you know, vows are so important to yeah, superheroes. And yeah, but I wish I wish that element had been introduced during the episode where Goff was like in the the glass jar because I know that I think that would have been an interesting moment of conflict was, for Peacemaker right? actually. Yeah, but in the know. peace He's side, like, yeah, no, but I didn't buy it. Peace. I didn't buy it. You know, yeah, when they did it, either. and then she escaped and started getting in people's faces, I was like, "All right, well, she was just trying to break right. out." She's just trying to break out. Exactly. Break out. She's trying to break out. I, I yeah. think a testament to the show being as good as it is is like that's the that's the thing I had the least problem with. Or like, I don't really, I'm not even sure I have a problem with any of what happened with Goff and the butterfly stuff at the end. I thought, I thought it worked, and I loved what Tim was mentioning earlier with the butterflies. How you weren't ever quite sure what the right call was. And when she's kind of pleading mm-hmm. to him at the end, I thought, no, this is going to be some ploy. She's just trying to fuck him. And then we're going to get the sequence, like in a lot of movies where she's like, so join us. And he's like, fuck, no, I won't join you or whatever. And then she's going to go, well, then fucking die. Like, I was expecting that kind of typical bullshit to happen. But for her to genuinely be like, we're trying to save your race. We're trying to save this planet. Like this, mm-hmm. this planet is dying. And for him to make the goddamn uh, Joel Last of Us decision <laughs> of like, I'm gonna, sh- I'm nope. We're not doing this. I'm kind of like, I, f- I game. feel like right now I may be making a gigantic mistake, but possibly maybe I have hope in the greater good of human beings right. to kind of make the right well, choices along the way. But also from, from his perspective, I actually really loved his rationale for that. Right. Where he's sitting in the hospital and he's like, that I just doomed the entire planet to like death. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, at a bio was like, no, I mean, we, we're going to make our own choices. Like we have to trust in ourselves. But she's like, why didn't you side with them? He goes, because I, I knew they were going to hurt you guys. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't want them to do that. And, and like, it's such a great follow up where he calls her ads 
And I was like, oh, yeah. that's, an, that's a good nickname for her. And then he's like, behind Eagly, you're BFF number two. Yeah, he's like, oh don't tell God. don't tell And then she shows the emotion. Don't tell V. Then we get the whole scene of her going home to her fiance and the dog, or her wife and the dogs. That was, God, what a show. Yeah, so I'm was, so happy they didn't separate them or cause strife with them. Like, yeah. I like that they, well, they can thought, just be happy. And it's My one thought was that when she was walking in and it was in slow motion, I thought the wife was about to catch one to the head from Amanda Waller's goons or whatever. Oof. oh shit that would have been rough what, what are y'all's hopes rough, yeah. for season two what what like because personally let me just say it first i'm really like am i doing the thing where i'm asking the question just so i can get my thought out there possibly andy, but i'm also continuing just the like, conversation just like me andy what do you want for season two thank you greg thank you for asking me um i would like um i would like a bit more restriction on james gunn's comedy just a little you're bit. Such, just, I, I think I you're the only one that feels that. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're the only one that feels that. Thing. Just I tighten had, it up. Just tighten it a little bit. I like 10%. Looser. 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 Give him more control. Throughout all the episodes. However, like, I hysterically, like, Wet Hot American Summer laughed the first time I ever watched that when ads in john and are like all right she's going i was born to do this and she runs and then he steps off the fence and goes dying like, oh, no. <laughs> it's like just split in half for no reason i thought that was the f- i was down that here was all by myself so laughing hysterically like, more like so that funny. more like that because i think they nailed a lot of the physical slapstick stuff out of bio flying through the fucking thing at the end like <laughs> there, oh was just, there was yeah, a was... lot of great moments of comedy like that it's the stuff that i'm talking about is more of the well blah 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 what, what do you mean? That doesn't even fucking make sense. Yeah, it does. It means blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what it fucking means. Like, yeah, they, James, don't listen. They go, don't they go back to that James, you know what? Tune into so twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez, and every time he puts up one of his dumb little fucking Photoshop faces, be like, no, this isn't funny. I don't like this. This is getting personal. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're attacking James Gunn. He's watching. I'm bringing it to the mat. I'm just it's saying It's not personal that. for you. <laughs> I like I like the faces. I don't know why James hates the faces. Oh, wow. okay. Hi, Mario's funny. Snape's funny. Thank you. They just recycled the thing where you put your face on that guy's dick. That was great. Thank you. Thank you. I, I thought I, I get where Andy's coming from. Uh, and I just think oh. that this show more so than um, some of the other things we've seen did a good job of keeping the style of jokes to characters. So when it is vigilante making that type of joke for the mm-hmm. at 18 time with John Cena, I'm kind of like, that's their relationship. And I feel like that type of annoyance was always built into their dynamic that i think did grow over the show and it allowed for moments where i you can expect certain types of humor for certain characters and i think that when that level of writing goes into it i'm a little more willing for not every joke to land because that's kind of the point for them not to land Mm -hmm. and that does i think make it a little more clever if not laugh out loud funny but at least there's something there but i really like like the the line of dialogue here it's like the warriors don't often talk about how often people shit their pants when they die it's a touch of gray and the white cloud of kicking ass it's like i can see people not vibing with that but john cena saying it as peacemaker i think makes it funny yeah that's very clever and maybe that's what it is with me tim it's like i because uh vigilante didn't only have that back and forth with john cena he had that back and forth with everybody that's kind of like what he what he would always do he'd say the wrong thing and they'd go that's not what it is yeah what do you what do you mean that's what it is no you're fucking wrong like he had that with every character on this show and maybe it's just a byproduct of me not fully loving that that actor mm-hmm. i just never felt like he 100 percent nailed it um no, similar to die beard I, even though that final moment with die beard was i don't, so I don't think it's that i think it's just the, the typical james gunn like james gunn's comedy runs such wide a spectrum net. of a wide spectrum of like cringeworthy fart jokes for 15 minutes at the beginning of this episode to 
the, that hilarious line that Tim said, which was followed up by, was it shit or diarrhea? And he was like, it was diarrhea. It was diarrhea. Right. Like, so I, I which think it's I just, thought was funny though. That's the thing. Like no, the, no, the wide was, net. The yeah. Was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's, it's just one of those things where like, you got to kind of, unfortunately with James Good, you got to take the good with the bad. Like, but I do wish that they'd let a couple people in on the editing bay and be like, we can cut this fart joke down like 30 seconds. And I think it would actually work. I guess I just never felt that way during the Suicide Squad movie. I did. Nor, I think there's definitely jokes in the Suicide Squad movie. Nor did I feel that, that way in any of the in. Guardians movies. Like, yeah, I mean, to this for me, degree. For me, maybe not to this degree because we're getting eight hours of it. But there's definitely, I mean, if you go back and watch, I'm sure there's, I made the same comment for the Guardians movie where I'm like, he puts 200 jokes in and 50 of them don't hit. But the other 150 do, so it works out okay. And that's just his style. But, you know. All personal preference. Yeah. yeah. What, whatever they could dial it back a little bit, I'd be okay with it. But who knows? Thank you. I'm not 100% wrong. Thank you. For for, for season two, what I'd like is for them to have as much fun as they're having making season one. Because, like, it feels like everyone is having a great time. So just keep the energy. Take the story wherever the hell you want. And I'd like to add that Andy's 100% wrong. For season two, I'd I'd like to see uh, another contained story. I like that this worked because it really was focused on the butterfly efforts and then the characters' dynamics together. They didn't get too crazy. They didn't get too big. I think that with season two, there's going to be that risk of them going too big. Um, But at the same time, I think James Gunn can handle it. And I feel like expanding it to this Task Force X, like a wider Suicide Squad thing, I think would be pretty cool. I wouldn't be upset if we got more cameos of... um, I don't even want to call them cameos. If we had other Suicide Squad characters that survived uh, in the show and kind of get a little bit more background on them and kind of give them the Peacemaker treatment, even if they're not the star of the show, like maybe just like an episode that focuses on them and like the different aspects of them, I think that could be really cool. Agreed. I want Michael Keaton. You're going to get Michael Keaton? Yeah, put Michael Keaton in there. It was weird to go Batman, right? No, Greg, what's I mean, up with I'm, that? Uh, Where are we at timeline wise with with all the Snyderverse stuff? Because I, I thought that was interesting that they oh had this God. cast of Justice League people. <laughs> well, Snyderverse, right? We would be after um, all the events of both Justice Leagues. I paused and I did. I have it enhanced over on my screen over here on my TV. I thought, well, they're definitely leaving it vague so they could get around if they wanted to. On my TV, it looked like Superman was in the all-black suit, thus making Snyderverse canon. However, on my screen over here, the cape is pretty definitively a dark red. But again, you could hem and haw about that. So they're saying, you know, we're picking up here in the Justice League thing. The main thing about not having Batman in there, number one, you know, I don't think they want to remind you about Ben Affleck yet. And I think The Flash is about to undo and redo a bunch of stuff. As we know, it's about to undo and redo a bunch of stuff, right? The rumor being that Michael Keaton is going to become DCEU Batman after the, this movie. And, of course, there's all this stuff about they're going to blink Henry Cavill out of it anyway. I think it's more the fact that they've made a lot of jokes at Superman's expense. Obviously, Superman, Superman, you want to have him in there. Wonder Woman's Wonder Woman. No Cyborg, of course, because Ray Fisher on the ass with DC about everything that's going on with uh, how shitty he was treated. Um, and so, yeah. I think that's where you're at. But I think The Flash is about to rewrite the DCEU anyway. So, at least for that, for these kind of heroes. I am really excited to just see, uh, and, and hopefully there's some sort of uh, backlash. Just because I'm excited to hear that type of backlash of like people getting mad at um, that sort of little line of dialogue from I'm already forgetting the name of the character, the the butterfly lady. Um, Goff. Goff. Yeah, just just her little sort of uh, her back and forth with Peacemaker at the end of being like. This planet, you all ignore this and that, listening to fucking oh, dumb shit politics. Yeah, like, yeah. 
all of that part i just really enjoyed kind of just the, the making a big deal out of minor inconveniences <laughs> yeah yeah i really <laughs> i really just line. enjoyed all of that back and forth i also had kind of forgotten that amidst all of the chaos that that was the same butterfly that he took care of the whole time. So I, I really enjoyed kind of having that moment, even though it's not really a reveal. If you just have a good memory, you know that. But I had by this point had kind of forgotten all of that. So honestly, not, I had to. I had not that it didn't happen, but that 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 relationship had taken place. So for her to be like, thank you for taking care of me. I saw the type of person and the character you are, you know, I really enjoyed that back and forth. I like mm-hmm. I, I just thought it was so well done in that moment of chaos to kind of show trust from her uh point of view and be like look you're you're one of the good ones thank you for taking care of me i was trying to talk to you like the peace sign all that was done so great and i just it's moments like that that uh that really kind of make me want to explore this series a lot more and uh we'll get to do that in season two yes we will and we will be reacting to that whenever it comes out let us know in the comments below what you thought about peacemakers finale and the season as a whole and what you want to see in season two until next time, Greg Miller, great, great. what you got? Sorry, I, I, we, I know we love discussing our business on the air and making decisions. Real quick, are, what, are we ranking this on the DCEU scale at some point? I know usually we don't do it on a finale. I didn't know how we're doing it nowadays. It's, a, it's an excellent question, Greg. I'm still I'm working it out, trying to figure it out. I will say, yes, we will. Okay. Uh, it will be added. I don't know if it's going to be a full episode or just a, a mini episode. I'm working on the schedule still for in review of the next couple weeks and months and stuff like that. So we'll see. It will be added to DCU EU in review at some point, though. So sure. Let me yes, uh, let me know. Just let me know. I will. Also, we let still me need. The, let me lose the Eternals because I can't wait yeah. to fucking sandbag this movie to hell. We need your Eternals vote. We need your uh, Venom Two Boss. vote, Greg. So make sure <laughs> you watch that movie. Okay. So next time, love you I, I will. I will watch Venom too, but you will have to give me a deadline because I will punt that football as far as I can before <laughs> I have to sit, sit down and be like, "Oh fuck, here we go." It'll be for the next movie, the next Marvel movie. <sighs>